All right, so happy uh, January 1st, 2021, Rant's Not Over podcast, and it would felt, it only felt right in my soul to have um, my ride or die, my best friend, uh, Faith Hall, on here to start off the new year. So welcome, Shorty. Hello, everybody. <laughs> let's go, let's get it. This is going to be one hell of a podcast, is all I got to say. That's all she got to say. We're like <laughs> twin flames in the sense of we both never shut up and we both have a lot to say. And, oh, and uh, we've also been doing this for like four years yeah, already, so. Just the conversation in general. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Okay, so we're sitting here um, upstairs in her new freaking uh, townhouse in South End or South Charlotte. Drinking some red wine, having a good time. So bringing in the new year. Um, all right. So first question, I'm just gonna like run it off, you know, with how I run off with everyone. So like, if you could describe your 2020 experience, your personal experience, in one word, in one phrase, in one whatever, like, how would you go about that? I would definitely say challenging. Okay. Fair. Um, but challenging in very good ways and very bad ways. You know, yeah. challenges aren't necessarily a, a hinder in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you ev- overcome things that you never thought you would in challenge. And that has definitely been the 2020 experience for me. Um, personally, I had a baby boy born in November. Hell yeah, you did. And he is probably the most beautiful little thing that's ever happened. Um, you Precious. might hear him cry a little bit downstairs during <laughs> this. Um his dad's no, down he, there. Yes. He's not yeah, down there he, by himself. He's not alone. I'm not <laughs> one of those. Um, but no, he is the absolute light of my life. But, you know, motherhood isn't always the easiest thing that the books and all the videos and the bloggers that you see, um, it, it's a challenge for sure. But one that I am sure hope to conquer, and I am conquering, definitely. And 2021 is going to be that year. 2020 was the year that I found out I was pregnant in the midst of a pandemic, so... You know, with all that, it, it causes a lot of stress and, you know, unwritten anxiety that you don't really expect Had when you're challenges. expecting. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. you know, so, but, you know, it's, it's also one of those things that I look back on and I hope to, you know, endure the same challenges, if not more this year. I know 2021 is not going to be a, a light in our path. I think we're going to still have struggles this year, but... I'm excited for what's to come because I think we're making it out out the end of this this crazy shit. <laughs> out of the out of the ends, no, I agree, and I can um, wholeheartedly say that her little boy is the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest little munchkin that I've. I don't care if we're biased no, or not. No, I'm about to say we are biased. We're biased, but he's precious. He's precious, <laughs> and I don't know. He falls asleep on me, so that makes me love him <laughs> even oh, more, yeah. even more. But no, I definitely agree. Like. With the whole challenge thing, um, you know, that was a lot of people with 2020. And like you said, it's just so weird to take it on a basis of, like, 2020 was a pandemic. But any year, pandemic or not, like, l- shit is not sweet. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, life yeah. is has its ups and downs. Um, but the pandemic just threw everyone for a loop. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, like, everyone. No matter what you were going, like, whatever you were going to go through regardless, yeah. the pandemic, like, heightened that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And challenged that. Um, and pause because those out there that are going through real mental struggles mm-hmm. and not, you know, not able to get out as much as you used to or go to your counseling meetings, you know, in a, in a normal state instead of a Zoom call, like, we feel for you. Absolutely. And, you know, everybody's struggling with this stuff. Yeah. Because so, yeah. a mentally stable person, Hell yeah. it's been hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's been, the, it's been difficult mm-hmm. um, because you're so... Even if you have people around you, 
you're so alone yeah. in the sense of like, you really have to face the mirror. Mm-hmm. I think this year made everyone face the mirror. Yeah. You know, like you didn't have a choice. Oh, you have to go full introspective full. on yourself. Yes. And that's hard as hell that's ha- for anybody. It's hard. Yeah. And a lot of people, I'm sure you realize this too, like 30, 40 year olds, I meet people who are full blown adults who fail to look in the mirror. And yeah. during this, they still fail to look in the mirror mm-hmm. and they want to blame everything elsewhere. On you know, the external. On the external. Yeah. And it's just like, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be happy if you're always, oh, but this is why, but this is why. Like, You can't bl- blame everything that happens around you on the environment. No. There's a common denominator at some point. You know what I'm saying? And you have to look in the mirror. And this year, more than anything, made everyone do that. So, like, I feel like for the most people, you know, that I've interacted with and that I, like, you know, hold myself around, it's been 2020. We were under a lot of pressure. And 2021 is, like, applying those lessons. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we may have been knocked down in the moment, but we, we didn't stay down. No. Um, no. You know what I'm saying? And 2021 is like the, all right, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no, let's it is. go. It's like, the roaring 20s. I yes. Mean, we started out a little weak, but yeah. we're going to keep climbing. <laughs> we're going to keep climbing, hopefully. And regardless, you know, like yeah. I said on my last podcast, like life is going to go on no with matter what. no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're here alive to see this life go on. So, like, yeah. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Why not? don't dwell don't no. don't let don't wallow in your self-pity and in your whatever else like right. let's rock it out well and here's the thing too i mean you have to understand that these things happen a lot yeah. oh, and you're probably gonna hear my baby crying he yeah sounds really he's sad. crying but he's he's tired that's why yeah, we're all is. tired <laughs> that full moon did it to us oh it's 10 yeah he's 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 past his bedtime it's bedtime for him um, <laughs> but now what i was saying is like those who are struggling even more so than, you know, others. I know th- there's all mixed emotions throughout this entire year, I feel mm-hmm. like, for everybody. But you just need to come into today, come into tomorrow, whether it's your New Year's resolution or not. I don't even believe in them shits either. I, I think that Facts. I think that you should have a resolution every single day that you wake up. Yep. Whether it's a small, I'm going to brush my teeth today, mm-hmm. or from, I'm going to go run a marathon. Yeah. You, know? you should have those resolutions because that's what keeps your life in a more, you know, kind of go-getter attitude and you're always setting yourself up for a goal but aside from that you know take this past year as a lesson and don't don't get hung up on the fact that it was a hard year don't get hung up on the fact that it was challenging like keep pushing yourself and try to find those balances to still be social and you know yet distant and safe yeah because that's all that matters I agree with that I think more than anything the people and I'm sure we all can agree, hopefully, if you have good people in your corner, that has what has been the driving factor yeah. to this year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, my friends, my family, yeah. they have been, honestly, my rocks. You know what I'm saying? Throughout sure. th- this whole, like, yeah. you can't you can't get through this lifetime without solid people Mm-mm. around you. Um, even, I don't know, like, I know we're both strong, you know, yeah. independent. Like, we hold our own. We don't force our problems and our shit sometimes to a fault (laughs) to a fault faith like yes to the point where like we're so guarded and we're so just um shielded with how we feel yeah but at the end of the day we need those people you know what i'm saying whether it's our parents or our you know your fiance your child Mm -hmm. now like our best friends like whatever it is we need those rocks because that that's what it boils down to. That's what life is, like, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the people. It's the moments. It's the, Mm -hmm. 
those are the pure things of it. Like, yeah. and that's what's gotten me through. That is what has gotten me through. I could not have gone through this whole year or any years. I don't want to go through this next year without my people, you know what I'm saying, that have gotten me to where I am right now, like you being one of them. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, okay, so tell me this. So I've kind of realized this as a self-realization mm-hmm. uh, recently. But like, you know, there's love languages, right? There's words of affirmation. Oh my God, yeah. Um, what is it? Words of affirmation. Uh, and this will make does, and break your relationship. Yes. So I have to say, mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the other one doesn't realize what yours is. Yeah. So yeah. that was, okay. So let me, hold on. Let me read this off real quick. For those of you who don't know love language. So it's words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and gifts, and, gifts and acts of service. And is there one more? I don't think. I'm not I, sure. I only know those. Okay. So it's five. So. Life, whether it's a relationship, your partner, your mother, yeah. your, mostly your partner, I think that's most important, is to love people in their love languages and not in yours. Yeah. Because how you receive love is it's not so the same as how you is. reciprocate and how you give love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've learned that in just friendships alone in the sense of... Um, I am not a words of affirmation person. I don't need people to tell right. me this, this, and that about me because I'm going to feel how I feel about something kind of re- irregardless of what you have to say. Mm-hmm. But quality time is something that I've realized that, like, yeah. truly that brings me such warmth and such mm-hmm. comfort with my people. Yeah. Um, and even quality time of, like, we, like, you know, in previous college years, bro, we would go out. We would have a good time. We would, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, run the mill. Yeah. Um, but those people don't know who we are deep down. Absolutely not. They don't know who we are, but we still like to have a good time. They touch the surface. They touch the surface. Like anytime you're at a bar, that's why you fucking hate that. Yeah, it's it's a surface, right? (laughs) It's like a kind of a high buy, like, and even if it can seem deep in the moment, essentially they don't know shit about you, you don't know shit about them. Right. But I don't know if you've noticed this, more often than not, as I get older, I realize that in these conversations, even when I get deep with people, not my close people, but say like people I'm getting to know, yeah. they tend to know, I tend to know more about them at the end of the day than they do me. I'm very guarded and shielded with mm-hmm. what I tell people. Yeah. And if you don't ask me directly, I'm not going to tell you. You're, I'm not, it's not, uh, you know, it's unsolicited yeah. uh, information, but we're very much listeners. Yeah. You know, we like to receive. So like mm-hmm. whatever this person, whoever you are has to say, I'm going to take it in. I love to know. I love to know about people. Right. Also, I'm just very perceptive. Yes. And I love to listen. Mm, love to listen. And with that, you know, I feel like there's two types of people. You're mm. either more of a, you can be a talker and a listener at the same time, mm. which is what I always strive to be. Sometimes We're definitely hard. talkers. We're <laughs> talkers. But, you know, with that, it's like I try to listen when I'm getting to know people, especially if, like, you're a new person around me. Right. I'm going to be listening more than I'm talking. Yes. Because I like, I'm a very picky person on you know, who I put myself around yes. and who I want to be around. Who you let in. Who I let in more than anything. And I'm always going to, you know, one, look for, you know, how they give to me, whether mm-hmm. that is through, you know, eye contact, whether it's through hand motions, like right. something that's more engaging. If you're not doing either two of those things, right. I already know semi what type of person you are right not saying right off the bat right but to me if you can't even make eye contact with me while talking or like use hand gestures like a normal person not a normal person but you know a person who's more engaged in there what they're having to say uses hand gestures i'm not that interested in what you're having to say i feel that i definitely feel that i'm a very i talk with my hands too much sometimes yeah i'm like damn should i sit on them (laughs) you know what i mean because i feel myself but that's just 
How do I express? express? Yeah, it's how do you express? Like, even right now, we're sitting here. We're literally sitting Wait, here. Wait, we jumped. Did we jump? What were we talking about? Love languages. Love languages. Okay. <laughs> yeah, love languages. So I've taken the test, but I'm the type where when I take those tests, I can almost see through the questions to the point where I might answer them. Like, I almost know what they're asking. So if I answer them a certain way, I know what my outcome is going to be. Does that make sense? That's all on internet tests. Yes, that's all you of them. Go, you can go take your, what was it? Zodiac. Personality. Yeah, Zodiac. Personality. Yes, whatever it is. To the day that you're going to, I don't even know what. They, <laughs> they have all sorts of shit on the internet. Right. But it's Everybody like, tailors themselves because it's not a real. No, it's not really perceptive because you have the ability to, how you see yourself, how you perceive yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so how you answer. So of course answer. you're going to answer what you yeah. How I want to be perceived. Mm-hmm. So I've taken those tests, whatever. But I, in my relationships over like you know the years with my family, friends, whatever, I've I think I am um, quality time, mm-hmm. um, acts of service because that's how I give and receive. Like that's how I am. A hundred thousand percent. I don't care about a thousand dollar bag. You can go pick a flower off of the you know the garden. In the, in, the middle of the interstate, in the middle of the interstate and, and bring, bring it, it back, yeah. and that will like light me on fire or like yeah. bring a lighter that has a sunshine you know just whatever yeah. it is or, and, or me wake up to a full breakfast yes yeah, it's, it's acts of service it's not the money it's mm-hmm. it's the intent that's let's just like start and end there yeah. it's the intent that goes behind it so quality of time acts of service I give active service and I, I definitely long for active long service. for it yeah. right like it's hard to not receive that and I feel like some maybe everyone to a certain extent is that um some people I guess are more superficial than others but like who doesn't want it's all about being thought about yeah you know what I'm saying the thoughts like it's you're about thought. yeah thought like you were out today and you did this and that mm-hmm. and and like I said I mean, obviously, yes, this is mostly romantic relationships, but, like, I don't care if you're my best friend, if you're my mom, if you're my dad, if you're my sister, whoever you are, the fact of, like, being thought of, like, yeah. oh, you saw this and thought of me, right. oh, my, my, I'm melted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. that's important. But quality of time also, because um, that's just how, like I said, I'm not super ever expressive, I feel like, of, like, my shit or my turmoil or whatever it yeah. may be. But how I express my love and like mm-hmm. and how I feel loved is being with those people that can reciprocate yes. that energy. Yes. Did you agree with that? One hundred percent. Yeah, I feel that because we're we're people. Pe- we're people's peoples. Yeah, no, we are. We <laughs> we're are. people's persons. Definitely. And um, I don't know the other one. I want to say well, gift giving just uh, shit. I mean, it, and it goes more so. And I don't mean this in any way because you know. I'm not one of those. They're like, men just, men never know. Right. But this is one thing that I can say I kind of agree with, and I never even heard it, so I don't really really agree with it. I just think it, Mm -hmm. that men often get gift giving and acts of service kind of intermingled. Like, they think that gift giving is an act of service. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, if you're going to give me a Joe Schmo uh, tennis shoe from the Nike outlet, but then, I don't know, um, dig on a website for something that you know I would enjoy. Like, you know, right. I play guitar, I play music. If you're going to dig for, like, a personalized music item, I would much rather want that right. than a $300 pair of tennis shoes. Or is it, like, a record from but Goodwill? sometimes <laughs> men often get that confused, and women do, too. Yeah. It's not to say, like, you know, it does go both ways. But I think so, you know, some, some guys may have women that want gifts, but I think internally that woman is actually wanting more so of a, like, an act of service yes. gift. 
because those can be kind of intermingled where like the gift it is a gift but it's more so an act of service because it's the thought that was there the thought and it's the intention that goes behind it because you can line up 10 women and have a give every single one of them the louis bag and most likely (laughs) they're going to be happy right they'll be cheesing cheesing you can line up every woman and give them like I don't know I like incense you know like the little yes. burning whatever you can give yeah. all them incense which costs ninety nine cents and some might be crossed and yeah them. they're like huh you yeah. did what but to me like I'm over the moon mm-hmm. and so that the, I think what differentiates gifts and acts of service is the thoughtfulness like the personalization mm-hmm. behind it like that's how well you know that person that mm-hmm. I know you're gonna love this and you you're not gonna care if I did or how much I how much money I did spend on it. Right. You know, and like sometimes I have to differentiate because there are times where I'm like, oh, gifts would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, everyone likes gifts. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. You know, we just had Christmas. I was about to say, everybody just got loaded with gifts. Yeah, I got towels and washcloths and socks for Christmas, and I'm elated. Like, I got, it's practical. I got a coffee maker. Yeah. And I That's incredible. use it every day, and it's probably the best present I've gotten in like the past like five Christmas. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well also we're adults adult now. Home. I was about to say that shit's weird. You hand me a fucking coffee maker when I'm twenty one, I'm tossing that shit. Yeah. Trash. You're like, does this make alcohol? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like right? I don't want it. Like can I make an Irish coffee with this? Or <laughs> well I guess you can. Coffee bomb? Yeah, yeah, right. If you have the <laughs> yeah, if you have the Baileys. But not that that's also a whole nother ball game. Like yeah. the gifts you get. I saw this meme and it was something about like <laughs> you getting socks when you're growing up and it's like a sour face you're like what the hell and then you getting socks now and you're like fist bumping yes Yes, dude i've been geeking at some of the shit i've been seeing with kids opening up like crappy presents did you see this little girl open a waffle i swear (laughs) if my if my adorable little baby downstairs gets to the point of 10 years old Mm -hmm. and i give him a gift and he looks at me and cries I'm sending him back to his room, and all of his presents are going back to the store. Oh, it cries like if he's sad? Yeah, like over a present that I'm giving him. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, you're, so, like he's pissed so, off about. Now, they're funny videos. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I but thought I'm you meant like they're happy with like simple gifts. No, no, no you're no, saying no. like they're mad about. Like they're like pissed mm. about it. But I'm saying like being a mother now, I'd be, oh. I'm just offended. Hell no. The next Christmas, you're getting coal. Yeah. Coal in your stocking, coal in every box that I'm you unwrap. wrapping your coal. Yeah. You know? It's like, I'm not going to have an ungrateful little boy. No, 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 no. Wait, but what were now, these kids getting? But now on the other side of things, the videos are absolutely hilarious. They're hilarious. Like, this one this one boy opened up. I think he thought he was getting, like, a pair of shoes. And honestly, I, I think, and this is what I hate about social media, too. They're like, skewing it. For those that don't know me, I absolutely hate social media. I'm not a social media guru whatsoever. But I did teach I her how to post it, like, something on her story the other day, if that yeah, says well, anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um... This this couple wrapped Jordan a Jordan box like mm. for shoes, and inside of it obviously weren't the shoes. So in my mind, they were just doing it for the video because they knew their son was gonna get upset. Right, they were doing it for their reaction. Yeah, for sure. But you know, it was the boy. But he pulled out like it was like a pair of pants. It wasn't like a crazy gift. It was like was, a banana yeah. or something. And he like stormed off and was throwing shit. And then the the youngest son did the same thing. It was like back to back video. Of like you know older brother right. opening younger brother opening, but still I'm just like I would never. No, you would never. No. I could, also, I think we can have that perspective because we would never. Yeah, that is I, true. Okay, yeah. funny story. Oh, I would get bitch slapped. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, I actually would be scared to cry in front of my parents on Christmas from a gift they gave. About me. something that I not even cry. Well, it's different. So 
let me tell this story really quick. If I quick. got mad at them. Mad and, like, upset. Because I remember one time, it was so precious, I think it was, like, six or seven, and my mom made me, I think I had, like, an old pair of jeans or something. It wasn't for Christmas. It was just, like, yeah. a normal, like, whatever, just a gift at yeah. some point. And she was into sewing, I think, at that point, an old pair of jeans, and she made them into a purse. <laughs> Yeah. And I no listen, I and I she thought I would love it, right? Yeah. Faith, as soon as I opened that bag and saw that purse, I started crying because of how bad I felt that I didn't like the gift, and I and know your guilty conscience dude, took over. I knew the it would innocence hurt her. Of that. The innocence, I knew it would hurt her that I didn't like this gift <laughs> that she made and thought I would love. I still feel I can feel that pain right now because it, you know what I'm saying. Like no, when someone makes something from their heart yeah. and gets, I'm just like, oh. Oh my gosh. So for all these little spoiled brats, and also their parents set them up, so that's a shitty the, scenario. But the video that, that, yeah, that one wasn't a good one. There were a couple ones, I just can't remember what they got. Right. That but, were actually like real, like they were just opening a random present and absolutely hated it. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's just, it's, yeah. um, we weren't raised that way. I know yeah. that you're not going to raise your kid that way. I know I'm not going to raise my kids one day that oh, way. No, so it's just the it's honestly the principle of things. Yeah. But on the flip side, I have also seen, which is really sweet, like I saw this one particular video where um, it was this little girl and she, oh, she was like one or two. So it was a little more like innocent, but she unwrapped like a box and there was a waffle inside, just like a waffle, like an Eggo waffle. And she was ecstatic. She was like, oh. <gasps> Oh, you know, like bouncing around, bobbing yeah, around, like yeah. started eating it. Like that is so pure and so precious. That's what you want to raise. That's what you want to raise. That's what I'm saying. That okay. Man, Ooh, wait, let's jump I'm, into this. Yeah, goal, jump me goal, in on parenthood because I'll talk all about it. Goals of parenthood. So, like, for anyone that knows, like, obviously, I don't have any kids, but I'm living vicariously through my best friend, who has the most precious little boy, because I'm his auntie he and I'm auntie Riri, and he knows it, whether uh, or he loves it, whether he knows it or not. So. What is, like, I don't know. I don't even have a question, but, like, bring me into what your is mind. What is, what is parenthood? What is, do, are you more in the moment with things? Do, how often do you, like, jump into the future of whatever? Honestly, like, it, where's your mind at, mostly? I mean, you know, for the first, for the first few weeks, I have an eight-year-old. So, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have an eight-week-old. So, he jumped real quick. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, you know, for the first few weeks, it's, you don't really have, Time to even think about future shit. I yeah. mean, you're just learning what a newborn and what they their needs are and how to, like, navigate for, you know, helping them. For sure. And it's really hard because they have no idea, one, where they are because they definitely think they're still in the womb. So everything that you're doing through the day and night is just very confusing to them because they're still getting acclimated to actually being, you know, out of the womb. Yes. And where your thoughts are, are just straight in the moment. Like, they're crying, you're like, what can I do to fix it? Right. How can I fix it? What do they need? If they're laughing, it's like, what can I do again to do that? Yeah. Can I make them stay happy? Mm -hmm. Or how can I help their brain? Like, all, all the things. But now, as, like, time's trickling on, and, you know, every day that goes by, me and, you know, my fiancé, Ryan, we learn so much. I mean, every single day as a parent, you're learning. Um, There's no blueprint. Oh, hell no. There's, <laughs> you know? no. there's no book, there's no blueprint. Even your parents' advice is not the advice for your own child. Your own your own child's needs are so different from your sister's child or right. your brother's child or your your even, you know, from your parents' advice down to how they raised you. It's all different. And, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt and I advise talking to people, but with that being said, it's hard to just take 
in things because it, it happens yeah. and you have to deal with it. It happens, happens in real, it's happening in real yeah, time, yeah. you know? But now as time's trickling and, you know, Caius is getting into more of a rhythm and a schedule and, you know, I'm, we're slowly figuring each other out. Right. I love that. I, yeah, we, and we really are. Right. From, you know, being the being a mom and I'm a breastfeeding mom, it's you you learn really slowly, to say the least. Breastfeeding is very hard for those women who are expecting or wanting to have kids. Just make it through the first three weeks is my advice. It's terrible, but you will make it through. And after those three weeks, I'm telling you, it's it's so much better. Um, but then back to what you were asking. Um, I fixate now on his future because I have more time to think. You right. know? I, I understand him more. So I, I know that some cries aren't serious so I can think on things. Mm-hmm. And when I'm staring at him, I'm watching him. Dude, living in 2020, I'm like, I'm thinking of all this yeah. crazy shit. Right. I mean, I'm thinking about a pandemic in 10 years. Yeah. I'm thinking about a pandemic in 25, 50 years. Like, right. what is he going to be? Where is he going to be safe? You know, and I'm not even concerned about me. I'm only concerned about another pandemic coming and he's in trouble. Right. And then I'm also thinking about, I'm like, the technology age. Yeah. I fixate on it. And this is one thing that me and my fiance luckily agree with. Like, we're not very big technology people. Neither of us are very, like, big social media gurus and all that. And the social aspect doesn't necessarily concern me, but the technology does like the more that technology advances where are we going to be the more that technology like comes into our life and reaches us to a point where it's literally it's already living among us but at that point is it consuming us in 10 years is it in 20 years are we going to be i mean completely blind to the fact that we kind of are dehumanizing ourselves and that's where i really get the the motherly instinct of being you know like how can I raise him in a way that it isn't going to engulf his life? It isn't going to create this, you know, behind this screen type of person, right. which I always love to say. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are just behind the screen people. And the, the way that they project and, you know, their social media platforms are just not who they are in real life. Right. And it's sad, but I just hope as a mother now that I don't raise somebody like that. Right. Because Especially when he's growing up, it's going to be so much more it is in, ingrained. But I, but I also think that our generation wasn't really um, taught enough because our parents didn't grow up with technology. So mm-hmm. they had no idea how to raise us with it. No. And, you know, millennials, we obviously had a full childhood of no technology. I mean, I didn't have... I had prepaid texting until I was like a freshman in high school. Right, like when did you get your first you iPhone? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did, I didn't sophomore even, in high school is when I, I got junior, mine. I was junior. Yeah. I, 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 had a, I had a badass phone before my iPhone. Dude, it had no keyboard on it. It was touchscreen. It flipped up to a full like PlayStation um, controller. Right. And I would play Crash on it. I would play Mario. <laughs> I would play Mario Kart on it. Dude, it was badass. That's why you're good at Mario Kart, homie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. That's but then funny. I, but then, then my friends started giving me shit for it in high school, so yeah. I had to tell my mom like, right. I can't, I can't be playing this in class. Like, I need to be like fake texting, and yeah. I'm playing these games. Like, I gotta chill. Right. Yeah. I gotta chill with my Nintendo Four <laughs> okay, <but> controller. <laughs> and I'm still obsessed with Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, but. Side note, side note. They were just like trying to get him, like. Yeah, like it's like now that technology is in our life, I think our parents do look look at us now and like they understand that they had no 
they, they couldn't teach us mm-hmm. because they didn't know what it was. They didn't right. know what it was going to transform into. I mean, who um, knew, yes. honestly? Who still knows? I don't even know. That's you know? That, but, but because we do know kind of now right. where it can be, and we're seeing all these like the really extent crazy, of it. crazy shit coming out. Like, I read something um, that was like plastic surgeons are getting more cases of people coming in and saying they want to look like this filter and that filter. Like, that shit Filters. scares me, bro. Filters? Shit, yes. Like, they're, like, literally bringing in, I don't know, uh, you have filters? Yeah, on, on Instagram and Snapchat okay, filters. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use them sometimes, but I don't use the ones that distort my no, no, face. No, but I'm saying, like, they're bringing them into plastic surgery places and, and Be like, actually I wanna look like asking this. the surgeon to to make them look like that. So, anyways, that oh. is what I'm scared of as a mother. Like, <laughs> At I, least you have a boy. Yeah, and, and, and that is what I think about. I think about a lot of future things. But then I think about, you know, the good shit, too. Like, okay, is he going to be a basketball star? Is he going to be, like, 6'4", like my dad? Or is he going to be more average size? And I'm a musician. My, you know, my future husband's a musician. Right. And I would love for him to be musical. That's kind of my goal. Absolutely. You know, I think everybody with a little artsy in them is always a little bit kind of more grounded. Not saying everybody has to be, but when you have a passion about something, you can usually, like, you know, take in from the world and then kind of interpret it into your own sense. Mm -hmm. And that always helps people. I feel like everybody has to have an outlet. You have to have a creative outlet. I want my children to have an outlet. Yes. So I think about that all the time. I feel that. Um, You're also athletic, too. So I think he's going to dabble just like you and Ryan dabble. I like to play sports. Yeah, yeah. You like to play sports. You competitive ass. Faith's <laughs> the most competitive person. You're the most competitive person I know, dude. Dude, well, don't start a game with me. Don't start a game because she will end it. Well, we, well, well, I'll end it, but then I'll be... Sometimes I'm a sore loser, I have to say. Oh, yeah. You're a sore loser. You go hard in the paint. We played... I don't know if I've let, let Flag ever, football. I don't think I ever lost to your ass, though. I mean... We didn't, but we never played against each yeah, other. Yeah, We always played team. together. That's what I'm talking about. We played the same team. Wait, hold up. Ooh, and Ooh. we just snapped into the Yeah, back. we just did our handshake, shirty. No, but um, we always played on the same team. So we played um, intramural flag football for like three years in college, right? Yeah, like freshman. Quarterback. Co-ed. Quarterback. Co-ed. Co-ed, mind you. <laughs> Like no, well, we're excellent. We we did switch, but yes. But fifth was the quarterback because she has an arm on her like nobody else. And um, arm bro, she just went hard in the. Well, I just have to say thank you to my game. brother because my brother actually. <laughs> yeah, shout out Luke. Yeah, no Luke. Seriously, shout out because you actually made me an athlete <laughs> growing up. I mean, I played backyard football every day. Yeah, every day after school with no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. All the kids in my neighborhood were boys, so. <laughs> I didn't really have a say. Faith was a tomboy. Yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, and then you injured your knee that one time. You yeah, that, that was scary. No, that, that was scary shit. Bag. Was it your knee or your if ankle? Li- if that guy's listening to this, fuck you, dude. <laughs> because, see, I'm not even kidding you. You messed my knee up so bad, he he deliberately ran into me. Yes. Do you remember that? And this is flag football, mind you. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you're not really supposed to touch. I mean, no. You know, I touch him, but, like, not that much. No, he, like, tackled. It was a championship game. Yes. And I was, and I was running the play, yes. and he literally just... Side tackle. Yes. Me, completely. In your knee. In my bad knee. Yes. In your already bad knee. Like yeah. to the side. Yeah. You literally had, she had to be carried out like on a golf cart. Yeah. That was not fun for anyone. Yeah. But yeah, Faith's a competitive ass. And we've had our fair share of, um, what is it called? Pickling on, for volleyball? I don't know. I don't know the terms. But we've like played on the beach. Peppering. Peppering. <laughs> pickling. <laughs> Very close though. I mean, pickling. Shit. Are they in the same family? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Pickling, peppering. <laughs> Sounds like it's something you do with food. Um, no, volleyball yeah. is, I love volleyball. Yeah, competitive ass. But yeah, so 
Caius, our little boy, is definitely yeah. probably going to be athletic we and were. musical. That's what we were. And um, all the things. I think it's, like, it's cool to be well-rounded. Did you ever, like, those people in high school, more specifically, I guess college too, but high school is like a smaller, like, community, so you knew everyone a little bit better. Oh, what? I grew but, up in Harrisburg, North Carolina. I mean, the, the town population is probably, like, I don't even know. Fit, no, it's not fit, it's Now like, it's, it's crazy. Probably, yeah, I don't even know what it's at. Now actually, it's insane. No. Pro- like probably a shit. But everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everyone. Say. But I'm saying like you knew those people that were. I always took like AP and honors classes, but like yeah. I also did well, I sports and had a social. Because I did it because they you're said counselor, right? Your you're counselor, right? You're only gonna she, get in college with this shit. Yes, I could have just been taking yes. average Joe classes, but not average, busting my ass, and gotten to any college that I wanted. Yes, but I feel like the people that took those average classes also were like the. I feel like the average classes were like. The troublemakers and like you know what I'm saying like some some well for our, I guess maybe for Robinson I guess yeah. some but like yeah. the honors to me felt normal the AP I, like I felt like I was also out of my league because it was all these smart ass kids with so much intelligence but no personality mm-hmm. and no wit but they just were so smart but they had no other like yeah. sense of socialism you yeah. know what I'm saying or like not socialism I always, like, always felt social weird in the AP classes so weird I think it's because I, I was like I was an athlete and you know I was in like student I, I was a definitely a go-getter in high school I yeah. would say and a lot of those kids were just like straight in the books mm-hmm. You know, and so they, that they was their life. They kind of like always like turn an eye to me because of I don't know. It was just I felt weird in them. I stopped taking them senior year. I only took like two. Well, that's the reason our counselor said take them because then you take the exam, the AP exams, and if yeah, you get, and you fail on the exams. Yeah, if you get what a three or higher, four or higher, <laughs> then you can get college credits. I got a two on all. I got like a two and three. I think I got a three on English, and I actually was able to skip one of the Englishes at, at UNC. Okay. Oh, but, but I was able. To, no, I wasn't able to. But I do agree with you yes, because maybe. we're in high school and they're giving us college level exams. I'm I'm kidding you not. I didn't study one fucking ounce for those. No, how do I mean, you study? Nah. I'm sh- like, Do we have to pay for them? I they forget. were on Saturday mornings. You don't remember that? I was I- probably getting like literally wasted on a half full <laughs> water bottle of liquor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Friday night. Do you, like, I remember taking them out of church. I had to wake up at eight a.m. on a Saturday my senior year to go take AP exams. AP exams. No. For what if I got a for one, college? Two, yeah. one two and still pass the class because they didn't go against your grade. One, and that's why I don't Stupid think I took them seriously people. is because there was no. They might have changed it by now. I'm hopefully because there, there was only a benefit. There was no like no um, repercussion. No repercussions. That's no. what I was looking for. There's no repercussions. So it's like. Okay, yeah, if you do well, kudos to you. If you don't yeah. do well, it's no points against right. you. So, like... Feel bad for the seniors, right? I feel bad for high oh, schoolers right now. High schoolers, like, if you're listening. Like, I'm missing because yes. it's like, could you imagine being in a world pandemic? You can't go to your friends. You can't have house parties because your parents are probably freaking out. There's, like, kids Well, your parents your are home, and if they're strict, they're not letting kids yeah, come over. Because I grew home. up with strict-ass parents. Your parents are not traveling, no. and that's when you kind of had, like, you know, your night right. house. Like when somebody's parents out of town, you know, even though they all knew what the fuck. Now being a parent, I'm like, you're not going to get shit past me. And this is what's funny. This is what's funny. No, he'll get shit past me. (laughs) I'm like, what? But I'm always going to secretly know. You know what I mean? In the back of your mind. And now I look at my parents differently because, because I'm like, you knew. Every single time that I was doing some dumb shit. Yeah, had to have. Every time. And you chose the times that you wanted to discipline. Right. And then you chose the time that you wanted to just, like, turn your Turn your, turn your eye, yeah, turn your head. It's yeah. give and take. It's so funny to me. Like, I, I realized that kind of in college, too. Right. But I'm saying now definitely being a mom. When I'm you're like, in those shoes. 
They definitely turned their head to so much shit. Yes. Bro, you, and I'm not a I mean, parent, but I can imagine you have to pick your battles. Yeah. You know what sure, I'm saying? You can't sure. sit there. Because as a kid, like, I was a damn good kid. Yeah. But my parents were so strict that, yes, there were times where I was like, oh, I'm having a sleepover, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm about to go get drunk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, whatever. And I tell them that now. And actually, so you think it's funny because you said you think your parents knew. I told my dad that the other day. And you know him, like, Jack. Oh, yeah. He was like, he got so hurt and pissed. He was like. What? <laughs> oh, he really didn't know. He didn't know. He was like, he was like you got over on me? Because he thinks he's, you know, the guru okay. shit. And I'm like, um, yes, because y'all didn't let me do anything. Yeah, yeah I'm going to still want to Hell do it. No. That's okay. So here's another question. Like, do you think with stuff like that, are you going to be the strict parent or the laxy daisy parent? Because they can go both ways. You can have the strict parent that, and then your kid rebels, or you can have the laxy daisy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can go I, either way. You know, everybody's going to say, like, I want to be in the middle. Yeah. I honestly do see myself being more on the stricter side. Um, I grew up in a strict family. Uh, I mean, they weren't the strictest, but they definitely did let me have my freedoms. But I think they established a good, like, base for me. Mm -hmm. And that base was, and I'm always going to follow this rule, and I, I really, I hated it then, but I'm really glad my parents did it. But... It was, I only had one night a weekend to okay. be able to go do whatever yes. I could. That was such a high school thing, bro. And, and my parents <laughs> lived by that shit. I right. mean, until about two months before senior graduation. And I think I'm going to carry that on into, you know, ho- hopefully into, you know, my parenting. Because even though it sucks as a middle schooler, especially when you're kind of like gaining friends and in high school, obviously, because right. you're wanting to party. Yeah. Um... I would always get in fights with my parents because I was uh, I played travel volleyball, so most weekends I was actually gone. So when I did have the parties, they were usually back to back, and I wanted right. to like go out that weekend yeah. when I didn't have a tournament, but it just wouldn't happen. Right. It was one night, one night only. That's such a wild um, rule, because then it's but, then it's like oh, I'm just gonna go balls to the wall that one yeah, night. You know what I'm saying? It was, but. I don't know. It, it grounded me with them. I, you know, I would chill with my parents, and I could always have people over at my house too mm-hmm. on the night that I didn't choose to go out. Right. But I'm definitely gonna live by that rule. And it was strict. Like a lot of my friends were like, always just like, what? Like, that's so wild, mm-hmm. you know? But I think I'm gonna try to live that through, because um, it really did ground me. I mean, I didn't get in half the trouble that a lot of my friends did right. in high school. In college, man, I just had shit luck. <laughs> We met in college, by the way. We met in college. Faith and I went to high schools five minutes from each other. Didn't know each other until freshman year of college. It's so strange. But college, you got after it, man. I I, I don't think as much as the tickets that I got proved. Because I really was a good student. You were a great student. You just got after it. I did get after it. I had to chill out after freshman year. Yeah. I, 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 I still am not a big drinker till this day. No. I mean, honest to God, I'm just not. No, I mean, freshman year was a different caliber. I'll, I'll hit a blunt any day of the week, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to go and like drink no, and every get, night no, no, or no, like no, no, no. every other night. Not me. No. And that was like liquor, like hard liquor yeah. and bottles. Everybody freshman year, dude, you just Bruh. don't know. Like you're still, you're, you're still 18. You're still. I was 17 when I moved out. 17. You're still doing the same shit you were in high school. Cause you have to hide your liquor and then you have to get somebody who's 21 to. So of course, every single time somebody's making the liquor run, you're getting a bottle. You know what I mean? Wait, dog. How did we, I'm, hold on. That's a, such a great point. I don't even remember how I got alcohol my freshman year. Well, it's the same thing as high school. You have to buy it in bulk. So then it 
forces you to drink to more. drink binge yeah, like binge. binge and it was that's shitty that's a fucking stuff. America written on all of our foreheads yeah, yeah, yeah. Binge. dude that's one thing I, that's one thing I'm gonna be strict on I'm, I'm waving my finger in the air like she you're my is, kid right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. she's giving me the mom look right no, now no that is I am I will not be strict with alcohol because I don't want my kid to like strict in alcohol in the sense of like they will be able to sip wine at the holidays and right. shit in front of me and like I'm not gonna be one of those weird narc parents who are like you're never drinking a beer yeah, in the summer with like, me. Okay. Well, you're teaching your kid to go out on the weekends and binge drink. Like I want my kids to understand like you can have a casual drink. Right. Like in Europe, they drink from 15 up with yeah. their parents, with their friends. And how's they, it over there? It's less. They don't binge drink. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, dude, they they notice. Americans because of how drunk we get over there. Right. Because nobody's really drunk. Yes. Like, they just kind of, like, monitor themselves. So, mm-hmm. I, that is one thing I'm going to be strict on. It's, like, your intake of alcohol. Yeah. You can drink it, but do not drink it in these stupid, stupid, stupid amounts. amounts. Dog, we grew up on four locos. Four locos. Are those banned now? No, they should be. Do you know how many phone calls I've given you to come pick me up? Like, yo, Faith. Yeah, I'm black. Up in the morning, like, bro, I need to go home. I'm black. I'm from a four loco. Help. But the crazy thing is, right now, that college students now are growing up on seltzers. If we had white claws back I then, talk about, hold on, hold on. Okay, that is one interject. thing that I have talked about so much. Yep. I want. I wish you had like one of those uh, ride-in things because I want to ask high schoolers how much they drink of seltzers. Yes. If, if you're a high schooler high and you're school, listening, let me know. I hope you're not. But yeah. I mean, if I mean if I was in high school with those, I would I would have started drinking so much younger. So much earlier. So They're much easy. Younger. It's water. Yeah. We had to drink four locos, which or were cheaper beer. or beer. Or beer. My first time getting drunk was off Natty Lights. I don't even remember what my first one was, honestly. Actually I do. It was a fruit moonshine thing Oof. at a NASCAR race. So the irony of, I had to pause that, or we had to pause that, because little Kai was crying, little man's was hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's currently eating. He's currently eating, but we're going to keep me. this on faith, but we're going to keep this podcast going. But we just thought it was funny, the irony of how we just ended that last topic of high school drinking, and here she is breastfeeding, but we'll get back into that, lady. Like, tell me about, so you wanted to do a natural birth. Yes. Right? Like, to, if circumstances were different and not COVID, do you yeah. think that would have happened? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, he makes some noises sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, my whole goal from the second that I found out I was pregnant was um, to do good research. And once I started doing good research, I found that there's a large amount of st- statistics that show that um, pregnancies with epidurals um, tend to have a lot more complications, um, whether that's in the pushing stage or whether that's, you know, prior to going into the pushing stage. Um, and that's just because the, Kai's is going to talk right now. Well, he wants, he hears the podcast and he wants to talk with us. Yeah, is it good? He's the same thing every, for everyone. He still loves it. Oh, Munchkin. Um... But yeah, so I started doing these statistics. We had to pause again, sorry. Um, and epidurals tend to have a lot more complications with pushing. Um, that's just due to the fact that like your muscles aren't in control anymore. At that right. point, it is the medication that is really in control, and the doctors say is in control. Um, and, you know, obviously you can't read everything and take it in, but once I started reading and reading and like 
reading more and more birth stories, I just realized that there's such a large community out there that really focuses on natural birth. And with that, I was, I told myself that, like, that's what I'm going to have. Right. Um, and growing for sure. Like, I'm sure that community is growing. Oh, my God. You know what I'm is. saying? Yeah, it is. And more I, towards, like, holistic. Sorry, we're pausing because she's currently breastfeeding. And okay. it's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing, but it's a beautiful thing. Um, so you're talking about natural birth. Yeah. And, you know, after all that reading, I definitely wanted to have an unmedicated birth. Um, and I Which was able to have one. Which she did. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life, but it was the most rewarding thing. And I'm not say I'm not one of these that, like, are preaching. Everybody, everybody has different pain tolerances. And if you know your pain tolerance, then don't even think about it, you know? But if you, if you have confidence in yourself and you do have a pain tolerance that isn't, you know, as bad as others. Mind over matter, essentially. It is, and it is, Rihanna. I'm telling you right now, it is all mind over, it, it is all mind. Right. I, I could, you, you could train for a marathon, you cannot train for childbirth. Right. And with that being said, you don't have to be this fit miss you know i don't even know like crossfit woman to go in and have a natural birth right you can anybody 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 any woman really can have a natural birth unmedicated and it sounds scary and yeah it is it is scary but it is so amazing and it is an experience that i will forever live through i mean actually forever live through right um and I hope for my next child, if I'm, you know, blessed to be pregnant again, I hope that I'll have another one. Right. And another unmedicated after that. I do the same. Um, so how how much did he weigh when he was born? <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I just want to give the people listening a full spectrum that this lady did not use an epidural, no medication, and she pushed out a what? Nine pound, three ounce. Nine pound, three ounce mm-hmm. munchkin chunker munchkin munchkin like. But it is mind over matter. I can only imagine because and it ain't pretty. Does I don't care. It is. Not I can't imagine. Pretty. And I don't imagine. Like I, I don't mean, care I was, your pain tolerance. Yeah. I don't care if it's you have a high pain tolerance. I have a low one. Yeah. It's mine though. It, but it's mine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's not your threshold of pain. I feel like when it comes to childbirth disappears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it is. is essentially how you can move your mind into that and you prepared you I mean you prepared yourself for I did. it I did a lot of research and I really highly I highly advise any woman listening to this um that is you know going to be expecting or going to be pregnant and you're thinking about doing it do your research because there are a lot of great avenues out there that just really help you find not necessarily like the physical things to do but the mental things because it is it is a mental battle, yeah. and you have to understand that you could be... I, I was in active labor for 14 hours, and I pushed for about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, there's obviously two different stages, so the 14-hour active labor is mind. I mean, you are fully, almost debilitated. You know, you're. I didn't really call them contractions because I wanted a more positive connotation in my mind for contractions, so... Right. I refer to them as waves, but the waves are intense and they're strong. But then you have four or three minutes of pure solitude and like a euphoria that just comes across your body. Mm. And that's all with natural birth. So if you're wanting to experience it, right. then do it because it is awesome. And I remember you telling me like you really, um, 
envy isn't the word I'm looking for, but I guess admired, you know, women throughout history. Yes. Medicine has only been around Absolutely. for how long, you know? So, like, I know that was a big driving factor mm -hmm. for you and why you wanted to be able to experience that. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, and I told myself from the beginning, like, I, I just couldn't even imagine even getting pregnant in that time. I mean, you know, women's rights were so different back then. There, there weren't doctors. There weren't OBGs to go get checked when you felt something wrong. I mean, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I felt, and I swear to this, I felt the presence of all of the women and around history and around the world in that room with me that night because I was praying to them. Right. I mean, I was literally in full prayer coming into, like, pushing him out that, I needed their strength, and I needed their hands on me, and I, when I, I'm not even kidding you, it was something I never thought I would experience. Never thought you would, and you yeah. did, and you are on the other side better for it. Yeah, this little guy's munching right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's so freaking cute, but yeah, no, I think that's incredible and admirable, honestly, because... I think it's very easy and like me being one of them not that I'm not open to that but like automatically you just think okay I know it's gonna be painful do anything to help you know what I'm saying to like not give me pain 100%. so the fact that you were able to just put that aside and really just relish in the moment of a natural birth like sure. go ahead so I do want to thank you all for listening to this podcast um, with Faith Hall. I hope you found it um, equal parts entertaining and informative, especially if you are an expecting mother. Um, but we did have to cut it short because uh, little man Kai was getting fussy and he was getting hungry and sleepy, so we cut it short. But um, yeah, I had a great time having Faith on, and I can't wait to have more guests. Thank you again for listening to rant not over and it probably never will be. <laughs> Peace.